A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, Din Djarin, the Mandalorian, is an apostate. Having removed his helmet and shown his face to the youngling Grogu, he is now exiled and must seek redemption from the others of the Mandalorian who walk of the other Mandalorians who walk the way. To seek this redemption, he must bathe in the living waters of Mandalore. But there is a problem. The waters of Mandalore are cursed. It is said that the planet is cursed, poisoned from the Empire's purge. But is it? Din Djarin thinks not. And the quest to the mines of Mandalore to bathe in the living waters begins in Season 3 of The Mandalorian here on Fake Nerds Watch with myself, Ben Magnet, along here for this awesome ride on an N1 Starfighter is Ryan Eliopoulos. Hey, hey! And the armorer himself, or at least the um, apprentice of the armor, Sparks Witty, this is the way. Mm, I don't know if I align with the armorer. Um, jury's out on that one. Well, okay. Well, I mean, you don't have to be aligned with her to learn the craft, but that works too. And a new a new person to join to walk the way with us, Forrest! Forrest, how is it going, bud? He's a foundling. He's a foundling, yes, he is a foundling. I come in peace. Wait a minute. Wait. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah, so we are talking about the first three episodes of the of season three of The Mandalorian, which dropped on Disney Plus. Well, would it started you, three weeks ago. Would you like me to to name them real I quick? I would love it if you could name them, Sparks. Great. It's chapter 17, The Apostate, directed by Rick Famuyua mm-hmm. and written by John Favreau. Favs. Mm-hmm. And then chapter 18, The Minds of Mandalore which is directed by Rachel Morrison and also written by John Favreau. Jay Favs. And then chapter 19, The Convert, which is directed by Lee Isaac Chung and written by Noah Clore and John Favreau. Jay Favs. Jay Favs. Look at him him getting some uh, writing stuff down. So, gentlemen, it's been a while since we've been in the world of The Mandalorian, or as I like to call it, the true season three, because we had version 2.5 in the book of Boba Fett. I was about to say, when did Boba Fett come out? Because I don't think that was, was that a year ago? I was going to say also, yeah. like, technically the world Star Wars, so we were just there in Andor <laughs> a little yeah. bit ago. I was, I'm, well, this is like post-Empire, so. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. but, uh, so... What are our general thoughts, for, uh, general feelings about the first three episodes of this season for, of Mandalorian? Before I say my thoughts, friend of the show, Brandon, friend of the show, he is the show. Brandon <laughs> isn't on, on, on today's episode. He unfortunately couldn't make it. Uh, he will hopefully be on the next episode. Yeah, time next, time, next time we do Mandalorian, hopefully Brandon will be here. Yeah. I will say right up front, y'all, uh, despite having things that I really like in each episode, I'm pretty Luke Skywalker warm on this season so far. Um, um, maybe I'm a little Andor pilled. Maybe I just don't know what I want the Mandalorian personally to be. I don't know. Um, it's still, you know, it's still fun action figures doing cool stuff. And then there's, you know, diet Andor thrown at us in episode three. Um, I'm not going to say like I disliked anything I watched, but like it, it doesn't hit as hard as, as it used to in my, so like I need to see where the season goes, but like right now. It's fine. I'm enjoying it. You know, could be worse. Could really wish it could be better. You know, that's me. Mm-hmm. Sparks or Forest? I know what Emma wants to say. Yeah. My Emma. Was that- uh, I 
think I'm more positive than Ryan. Mm-hmm. I, I'll be honest, I kind of liked the third episode, and I think, I don't know, maybe I was set up to think I wouldn't, and now I was like, wait, I thought that was actually all right. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how I feel about like the larger arc of where things are headed. Cause I, I, I'll get into it because this most, this most recent ending put me into a place where I was like, I didn't think this is where we were going with the story. And now I'm mildly concerned about the general idea of like what the Mandalorian is doing, but I'll get into the specifics of that closer to the end. But overall, like I think episode one is a bust. Um, I just, I just don't like, I don't even know why you'd watch it on a rewatch. If it didn't have the little Bobby Frick guys, it would it would almost be like a nothing episode. And like for me. I love Carl Weathers, but there was just no reason. There's the the reason for the story is just to revisit these characters. It doesn't feel like it's actually telling the story. Um, so that was pretty lukewarm to me. Luke Skywalker one. Yeah. Um, but the second and third worked for me much better. Um, I I still remain like many in the camp that thinks it was a mistake to handle Book of Boba Fett uh, material as though it should be required, absolutely required Mandalorian material to get to this show, um, to this season. And I think that was a huge mistake. And I think that their lack of confidence in telling a story where Grogu wasn't there 100% of the time has hurt them to the degree where this season automatically in my brain would have been more fascinating right now if Grogu and Din weren't together and we were building up to it. Um, so their, their cowardice to pursue that storytelling really disappoints me. Cowards! And it always will. All right. Forrest? Forrest. Uh, overall, I'm still kind of on the fence with it. I think they are laying the groundwork for some pretty cool stuff potentially, but I, I don't want to say it's directionless because... We're still only three episodes in, and maybe as a whole, these first three might look a little better down the line. But yes, yeah. I'm not entirely sure how I feel about it. Project. Oh. Ah, <laughs> yeah, I'm not really too sure how I quite feel about it just yet. I definitely think the first episode is pretty damn weak. Uh, the second one, uh, I felt like should have been the first, and this third one, I'm still digesting it. But again, I feel like they're setting up some good stuff, but. You know, again, we're three episodes in. I feel like we should have a clear idea of where we're going by now. Credit mm-hmm. where credit's due for Forrest, um, him specifically. He said something while we were watching the third episode I just hadn't considered. Hmm. Uh, that made me like go, all right, I'm a little more interested in like what might be going on here, um, which is that the TIE fighters that we see at the beginning mm-hmm. um, the and the interceptors, they're not sent by the Empire. They're sent by Thrawn. Yeah. Um, and I hadn't even thought of it. I uh, And then when you said it, I was like, oh. So here's. Oh, okay. Before you give your thoughts, Ben, I just want to bounce off that. Uh, I had that exact feeling because of what we saw in episode one with the space whales. Because yes. I know. Yes, that's yeah. a great point. They are. A hundred percent setting up stuff with Ahsoka, and just like the problem with with this, there's only eight episodes in the season, and we're almost halfway done with the season already. And I'm like, which direction are we going? And again, that shouldn't I shouldn't be questioning, like I shouldn't care about the direction, right? But like it's pulling on so many different threads. I'm like, where are we? Where where is this? Are we going to focus on the Snoke cloning stuff for half a season? Well, so okay, like, what are so, we doing? So this is also, again, credit where it's due to Forrest. 
this also put the, the entire third episode in that lens for me, which is that I also don't think that our bad former Imperial lady is working for the Empire in this moment. I also think she's working for Thrawn. I think this is all Thrawn now. Mm. I think that's why we get the tie set up stuff at the beginning. I think that she is not working for the Empire because if she you got think about it, like, it doesn't make sense how she goes about things in this episode to I agree. work for the Empire. But if this is a third alternate thing going on with Thrawn in, like sneaking himself into the New Republic stuff, that makes a ton of sense to me. I want to digest on that, but before we do, Ben, how are you feeling about this season? Well, a lot of, I share a lot of the same thoughts that you guys have. I want to say I'm kind of in between Ryan and Sparks on this one where I, I like the episodes, but episode one, upon more deeper reflection upon that, you're ab- absolutely correct. That episode did not need to be there. I like visiting Navarro, but as long as we stayed on Navarro, I was like, we get it. The planet's better now. Let's get. Um, uh, Carl Weathers, his character is did a but he's a he's a leader now. He runs the planet. It doesn't suck anymore. Cool. He That's great. Also, seems a little corrupt. I think yeah, I think the power is going to his head a little bit, and he might not. I'm not saying he's like a bad guy, but it definitely he feels like. Yeah, money's that money's going to his head a little bit. I mean, he was the dude, Will Crow. When we met you know what? That's too. a good point. He was <laughs> a bounty hunter, dude. I, yeah, I think. No, I, think I just I forgot where he was and now where he's at. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's more just yeah. who he is. Yeah, and but like he defends the school. Like I think he, I think he is all about. And I wish, I wish the episode had been more about this. Yeah. Uh, I think he is all about an independent station that exists outside of the new republic and helps people thrive in the outer rim which is something we've talked about like has been on the political spectrum in yeah. mandalorian i really want them to keep going for that that the outer rim needs support and now he is a person functionally living in the outer rim creating that support for themselves by the people for the people just like we saw um cobb vanth do on tatooine i miss him uh between both season two and book of boba fett timothy timothy come back uh but like it's it's more of that and when the story's leaning into that, I really like it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just wish this episode had done more with that. So, because, like, you get you get the shade in episode three tossed around at, like, the Outer Rim. Could you imagine? Um, yeah. and, and keeping that idea and also, like, actually doing some stuff about, like, how the Outer Rim... Like, people who are thriving on Navarro now saying, like, we realize we can just kind of do this, and yeah. we don't need them. Yeah. We don't need them anymore. We don't need the New Republic. We don't need the Empire. We don't need any of it anymore. We can be independent, yeah. Mm-hmm. And also, the dude has joys carrying his cape everywhere he goes. That's power right yeah, there. That is. They are they are so tiny. Get bigger, droids. Those guys are struggling to get down those stairs. Come on. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, though, I mean, droids and cape aside, everything besides episode one, I think builds up to some pretty good things. At first, episode three, I was a little confused because, I mean, you have the opening where they get out of the man- the mines of Mandalore, the TIE fighters show up, and they blow up Bo-Katan's uh, castle, and then we just cut to the um, the scientist guy, and I'm like, part of me really wanted to go back, but at the same time, I'm like, actually, no, I want to see where this goes. Yeah, I actually thought the girl was working, still working for the Empire, that she was working for Moff Gideon, that she never I, lost that thing. But. It's going to be such a bummer if that's actually the case. I did, too, yeah. until the end. Yeah. Because I'm like, what does she gain, really, by taking this and uh, wiping his mind, like getting him busted? Yeah. And why, yeah. Did the, why did the New Republic people help her? Like, mm-hmm. I it, I have a hard time buying that the Empire has seeped their way into those new Republic positions so easily. But you know who I can buy 
Thrawn, 100%. Yeah. I can buy Thrawn has stuck himself directly into that. New Are you Republic telling series. me that Thrawn is doing a secret invasion in the Star Wars? Yes, universe? that is what I'm suggesting Hell might yeah. be happening. <laughs> and, right. like, I, I'm All careful right. about getting too amped yeah. about that. Me but we know but, that's on the horizon, but, here's the but thing, how much like, are they going to do in this season is the question. Her motivations in this episode, I really want to talk about the previous episodes before we focus too much on three, but her motivations in the episode, once you get to the end, don't make sense to me yes. if she's working for Gideon, if she's working for the Empire. Yeah. But they make way more sense to me if you tell me she's working yeah. for Thrawn. I think, Yeah. No. let's let's save episode three, because I think, honestly, yeah, episodes yeah. one and two, I don't think there's a lot to talk about, but like... I want episode, talk- episode three is the meaty one. I yeah. just love episode two because it has a cool cyborg monster in right. it. That, that's just a great... That's what I I now realize three seasons in. I just wish The Mandalorian were like an anthology show where it's just The Mandalorian doing one-off things. And like, that's what the first two seasons were doing, but they were also building up to bigger things. And I feel like every season, it's just getting slowly bigger. And so it's just... The Mandalorian is just in big mode now. It's only in big mode now. So I, I'm, I love... That we got this, the second episode where he's just like captured yeah. by like a weird general grievous monster. Like I just wish that was the whole show. Honestly, I wonder. Yeah. I don't know. To fit it, oh, go ahead, Ben. To finish my po- to finish my thoughts on the episode, especially episode three. Um, I mean, we'll talk about it more later later down the line. I'm looking forward to it, but I love the ending. I love what the ending insinuates mm. because Ooh, okay. the title of it is called the convert, and the whole time you're thinking the convert is the scientist. No, it's not. All of these, all of these titles can be from multiple characters. Because exactly. like the apostle, like the 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 the, the one you just Bo-Katan. said. Like, yeah, Bo-Katan, yeah. Uh yeah. Uh well, I'm I'm excited to talk about that, Ben, because I think I'm the polar opposite of you about this. Um okay. Uh real quick, let's focus episode one. Um, I cannot believe there's a recap and they don't touch on a single god darn thing about Grogu and Din getting back together in Book of Boba Fett. Like, it's not even there. Sorry, <laughs> punks. If you didn't watch Book of Boba Fett, you lost. Uh, it's, I don't, it's, I don't know what I prefer. That they don't even acknowledge it or they spend extra time going, you didn't watch, these people didn't watch the show. It just, it just, so we have to spend half the episode explaining. Like I, I, bare minimum, like, just show the part where Grogu leapt back into his arms no, and they were yeah, together yeah, yeah. again. I agree. Like, I just, I can't believe that it wasn't even, Grogu's not in that recap whatsoever in the first episode. If you're an average viewer and you're sitting at home watching The Mandalorian for the first time and it's auto-playing from season two to three, yeah. you're going to be so confused. Right, like, like, consider that you are that person and you are just totally out of the loop. You really had no idea. And you start it. You don't even get the hint, yeah. by the way, bro you might want to go watch Book of Boba Fett. Now, there is stuff with Din and the Armorer that's from Book of Boba Fett, but I can easily see a person being like, I must have just forgotten that conversation in season Because it all looks the same. Right, yeah. But yeah. like, but you can, you can don't put Grogu in that recap at all. And I love... Wild. I love that, like, the recap that we do get in the episode is like, it's with, it's why, it's like, Keith... Keith Car- Keith Cargo yeah. Keith Cargo yeah. anyway yeah Carl Weathers he is the audience surrogate for people who didn't watch Boba Fett that's what he's there for he's it's like complicated he's like wait why you got the kid uh mission's complete he's just with me now sure whatever he's a kid his name's Grogu yeah sure whatever who cares he literally that's that's Boba Fett like, for you he's literally like it's complicated yeah yeah and I'm like cool uh, cool that's cool I guess uh I mean I watched Boba Fett uh uh Maybe I shouldn't have, but you know. <laughs> no, there's some good stuff in there. There's some cool. No, I don't like that. What am I saying? I don't like this. The, the, the Mandalorian <laughs> stuff in there is good. The Mandalorian stuff is yeah. great. Speaking of the Mandalorian, that's what we're watching. Uh, so um, the opening 
uh, it worked on me, really faked me out. I thought we were seeing young flashback. Din. Yeah, I thought it was a young Din flashback till Mando came out. I think that's um, like the but the yeah, yeah. But I'm really kind of glad it was because also what I thought before we see the little boy is that I thought what she was, uh, and now because I know it is in the present, I do think this is what it is. It's the the Beskar spear mm-hmm. that he gave her. Uh, I thought she Book melted it down. Bed. Right, yeah, she's melting it down to make this helmet. That's what I'm thinking. Oh, okay, sure. Is that she melted it down and made this helmet? No, I thought she made the mithril. She made Yo- uh, Grogu. Oh, yeah. yeah, she did do no, that. Yeah, didn't yeah. She? Yeah. Man, I guess I need to rewatch Book of Boba Fett. No, not all of it. <laughs> Just the two good episodes. Just the two. It's not in the recap. <laughs> no, it is. That is a. It did pretty much. I think that is like intentional. Be like this. This could be Din uh, without knowing it. Oh um, yeah, I think that was very intentional. Yeah. Like they wanted to make you think. Also, that kid. It's Jimmy Kimmel's uh, uh, nephew. Look at that. You know. Hell yeah, good for that kid. Rewriting around some of the Boba Fett stuff in those two Mandalorian episodes in that series. That would have been an amazing first episode for season three. Just in my head, the way it would play out. Yeah, I don't know how you rewrite all around that stuff. I still just, I still just it's, think it's, like it's done. <laughs> after Mando season two, like they knew, like they knew they screwed up. They're like, we, I can't believe we got rid of the kid. We need the kid back. We Let's just to... do it in Boba Fett. Screw Boba Fett. Got to sell more hot toys. <laughs> Got to sell more hot toys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, go ahead. Oh no, I, I was gonna, I, I was just gonna say, yeah, I completely agree. Because once again. I go to, I've talked about this when we did our FNW of Boba Fett, and I will still say it today. Boba Fett should be about Boba Fett, not Mandalorian 2.5. Those episodes of The Mandalorian were great. I love those episodes about The Mandalorian, but like Spark said, there's no recap of it. We don't know what's happened. We don't see any of it. And even then, like, I mean, yes, I've watched it, so I know. But at the same time, some, like Forrest said, some newbie could have this on autoplay, and you go from season two to season three, and it's like, how come there's something shiny on Grogu's shirt? It's well, how it did is, he get that? Yeah, that's that's the detail they'll notice. Not oh, he's back. They'll be like, yeah, why's he yeah. got this thing? It is the unfortunate like Marvelization of Star Wars, and it's not as big as what Marvel does, but it is a thing of like you have to watch the previous thing, even if you like, even if you didn't want to watch it. Like to yeah. know to be caught up, you have to watch everything. Here's the other thing: um, Book of Boba Fett just should have been called The Mandalorian season three. Yeah like that's just that's just where we should have been honestly you call it mandalorian colon boba fett i'd i'd be even i'd still be happy yeah yeah that would like yeah just like because it feels like just like a spin-off of mandalorian like we know what it is um anyway let's talk about the episode we're actually talking about uh the, the babu frick boy show up oh stupid ig 11 is it ig 11 i think it's ig 11 no because 88 is a famous one taiko itt's is ig 11 oh, okay um yeah. I thought I thought that was the reverse. No, no, no. IG88 is the famous one. That's because mm-hmm. he's he's with uh Forlom and, and, and Boba Fett and Bosk, okay. you know, my bounty hunter boys. Um I have I, those numbers reversed. IG Taika Waititi. Uh he's dead and he's a statue. That's horrible. <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> they used his parts to help build him a statue. That's horrible. <laughs> and I know people don't think droids are people, but but some people do. I just it's crazy to me that we spend like we spent some of this episode like, all right, I need a droid because I got to go to the mines of Mandal- uh, the, the mines of Mandalore. Uh, I was about to say the mines of Moria because um, it's all toxic and shit. I need to, I need I need a droid I can trust, and I hate droids. He's the only droid I can trust, but he's dead. So I'm gonna go and rebuild him. So we spend this episode going to go get his body, going to go find droid parts for him. Uh, uh, the next episode we go and visit uh, Pelly. I think her name's Pelly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the droid lady on Tatooine, and then we end up not even. 
not even getting IG-11 at all. Because they say, like, basically, they we get to that episode, and it's like, yeah, you can't get that part. You can take this other droid, though. And I'm just like, so what was the point? The of droid, the droid that broke on Uncle Owen. Yeah, that is that is a famous, Cute. famous droid. That is, is that the same droid? Yeah, R five. It's implied to be. Yeah. Oh man. It's oh yeah. I definitely. It's I definitely the same model for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just because she she got it from the Jawas and oh yeah. that's yeah. right. I just huh. found it really baffling. Like I thought, I oh cool, like Taika's gonna come back. That's cool. And like I do think it is a good scene of like when he's like when he's brought back to life and he's back in reprogram mode and he starts killing. Like that's fun. But, but it's like, also tra- traumatic for Grogu, and it's like, what was this for? Man? Exactly. And <laughs> like, do we really yeah. need to do this, or could you just not trust another droid? And then it amounts to nothing, and he just takes a random droid anyway. And I'm like, what was the point of any of this? I think the other what? part about it is like, I, I was like, man, I guess like it, you can't like pressurize your suit enough that you could go just check the atmosphere yourself. And then he does. And I was like, I really, this whole droid thing. It's so, man. I, so I, Cause, cause I watched it twice, like this, the, the second episode. And when he's like, all right, I'm going to pressurize my helmet. And like, he opens a cockpit and you just hear his helmet pressurized. And I'm like, oh, so it's just like automatic. He doesn't press a button. It just happens. So why isn't it always just pressurized? And I'm just like, ah, I'm thinking too hard about this. He doesn't, like the I gotta... he doesn't like the breathing sound. <laughs> I like the breathing Make sound. Make you crazy. Feels like Darth Vader. Um, that, that's just a silly, a silly pick that doesn't really matter. Um, man, yeah, this first episode, it's just, I didn't really care for it, except I mean, for the, except for the Babu Fricks. Everything up until we get to Mandalore just feels like a bunch of fetch quests that are unnecessary, because you get to the end, and it's like, you know, he's just gonna do it himself. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 yeah. I, 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 like, sorry, I, sorry, was... John Favreau, I don't think you really thought about what was going on here. This was, uh, it's speculation and rumor, but, like, this apparently was supposed to be, like, a, a one full, ep- one big episode. And I think it should have been. I think like getting it, all the way to Mandalore. Getting all the way to Mandalore. And all this, yeah. I okay. Think, here's, yeah. here's the other thing. Um, I think it's really uh, cute and brave of Grogu to know the navigation because Din's teaching it to him and uh, go all uh, the way back uh, uh, in the ship to the planet to go get Bo-Katan. I think that's all really cute and everything. Sure. Because we've already wasted a bunch of time on all this droid crap. I also sat there and was like, you know, Bo-Katan could have just gone with him at the end of the previous episode just just like made a story reason why she decides to just go and then she and grogu don't get caught and then you do the same thing but but quicker it sparks but then we wouldn't get three different scenes of her sitting in that chair different ways three different scenes of her sitting in the throne room okay and being alone i have a really big i have a really big problem with coming out of the end of season two where we left Bo. And getting to hear. Oh my god! And that's all she does now is sit in a throne. Yeah, Bo-Katan. Yeah, are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. That's not who she is. And again, it's it's. And again, what happens? That's like yeah. that's like Leia being like, you know what? We we beat the Empire. I think I'm just gonna sit in this chair in the Senate and never move. I'm just gonna retire. Get out of here. It's that it. was that 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 really bothered me. I was like, this is this is such a mischaracterization of the person we know from Clone Wars. It is. She would never just be like, even if she lost her group. I'm not saying she would necessarily be like just nose diving towards the same goal. Yeah. But she wouldn't just be sitting on a chair. It is. Yeah. I mean, when she, it she felt wanted... like it felt like we just wanted to visually set up the imagery. Yes. Of it, and get the trailer pulls. It's a great and trailer be like, shot. Look at her. Look yeah. at her sitting on her throne. 
it, it feels like it serves no other purpose. It, it doesn't fit the character whatsoever. Sorry, you were going to say Well, something. I mean, it just seems like she was kind of sulking there. I mean, when we see her last, she obviously wants that dark saber. But the implication, if you buy even kind of John Favreau's timeline, but even if you don't, it's at, I, I grant them it's been at least six or seven months since the end of season two. Uh, is that she? This is what she's been doing for like no. two years. John Favreau like corrected. It's been it is real time. How long? So however long time has passed since season two, that's how long real time has passed. So if it's been however long a year or and a half has passed, that's how long it's been. Right. So you're telling me that Bo Katan has been sitting there for, for a like year, a year and a half. Yes. That, no. Get out of here. That's why the Favreau stuff. He's got to stop talking about also, timelines. Also, <laughs> also going back to that same idea, uh, the notion that. Grogu trained with Luke for that amount of time to for us to pick up in that episode. No. That's where they were at. Nope. Sorry. Pass. Yeah. That's not real. I. It was not a year of training with Luke. No way. Jose. No freaking way was Grogu with Luke for a year. Yeah, we're just talking about bad timelines, Ben. How timelines all line up, and specifically in terms oh. of how uh, for Bo Katan, the implication is that she sat on a throne for a year and a half and did nothing, and I'm like, it. The f out of here! She's been not that. Character. She's been on that throne since the end, since season two of Mandalorian. Just the end of that show. Just, just sulking. Just sulking. They were like, "Wow, really great job getting this Imperial starship to help us do, achieve our goal." What? You lost the dark saber. Get out of here! You're not the leader anymore. <laughs> and like, we're gonna go be mercenaries. And I, I understand. Like, I see the point of what the season's doing. It's like they're going to tr they're going to try to unify all the Mandalorians together. Like, I get that. That's why the Mythosaur is introduced. Like, they are doing all of this like lore building for Mandalore. Like, yes. we're going to rise as a new new Mandalore is going to happen in the Mandalorian, right? Yes. Whether that's Bo leading or or Din leading, like or the armor or nah. I don't I don't think the armor is a big enough character. Like she's been in the show, but she's not a big enough character to be, like become the main villain. Like she, she needs to be Here's so much more Here's present. She is, as the show has given us, the leader of their group. Yes. The leader mm. of the watch. So yes. if okay, Bo-Katan yes. becomes part of it, yeah. Armor is still the person who like defines the creed. Everybody yeah. listens to the armor about what the creed <laughs> is. And I still remain like hopeful and confident that it is not a mistake that she has Darth Maul's horn still on her helmet. Yeah. Like she is, I, I just we'll get, we'll get into that. I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> no, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I, I do think that the armor is still like, even if she doesn't become the person leading like actions and everything, she is the person who determines the word of the creed that, so that is that being true. I feel like we don't see her enough for me to feel like she's their leader. I feel like we see the other, like we see like Paz more or like these other characters. We're seeing her, we're seeing her in increasing. Yes. And I, point. I hope we see more of her if they're going to give her that significant of like a role. Like, I feel like I need to see more of her on screen because I just don't feel her impact as a leader right now. Well, I didn't, I didn't either until now in this season, okay. because previously we saw her with a group of like five or one. Yes. Now, we see her with like 25 yes. and everybody listens to what she says. That's a good point, yeah. And so now I'm like, mm, you're the person who's maybe in charge of this as far as like, and I'm not even saying necessarily that that's 100% malicious at this point. Yeah. But whatever she says goes. Yeah. She's the leader. Yeah, yeah. Now what she says is all in terms with what everyone agrees their creed is. Mm -hmm. So that's fine. But she, like if she says something is true to the creed, it's true to the creed. 
Uh, yeah, a lot of that fun stuff happens in 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 like episodes two and three. Yeah, yeah. So like episode one is like you know it's mostly set up. You know, hey, did you miss Boba Fett? Grogu's back, baby. Uh, we gotta go to Mandalore because he's uh he's a he's an apostate. And I he's, do you know he's I do boy. um I do like the exploration of the system around Mandalore, like knowing that um uh, there was a moon that that's where, Din, that's where Din was, and then Kavalha Kavala is where Bo Katan has been placing herself. Her empty uh, castle, unable to go back to Mandalore. <laughs> yeah, um, I think that that's. It's just nice to have those things like illustrate. I like that it was a. I do really like that it was a thing where he's like, "This is what's important about being a Mandalorian, Grogu." You knowing, know, to know these yeah. things and like tying that into Grogu knowing navigation well enough to get back. Like, I like it. This I is the do way. like it. I do too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Really. That- Go ahead, man. That part I totally like. I'm going back on the whole timeline thing. When I, I, because I did hear about that. Sure, John. Sure. I mean, <laughs> time is wonky in Star Wars. I, they don't really say anything about it. I just learned to go with the flow. What happens happens on screen. I don't. I mean, it could be days, could be years, whatever. But that's funny because sure. it, it it definitely depends where you look because like people definitely are especially books and comics are keeping very specific track of where timelines are. Yeah, I that's why yeah, I'm more just like vibes like yeah, like they they were gone and now we're back together. Like I don't give me concrete don't give me a concrete like 7 months. Grogu, Grogu <laughs> trained with Luke for an amount of time is much better than Grogu trained with Luke for a year and I'm like that didn't look like a I year to me, buddy. I don't believe you. He Luke was looked doing like it. Luke looked like he still hadn't totally learned how to talk to Grogu. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Grogu was already doing like easy force shit when he was meeting Luke. Like, are you telling me a year he's just flipping? That's all Mando, he learns. Flipping? Mando seems like he literally went on one single adventure since he lost Grogu. He went on a, a weekend, a weekend with the other Mandos, dad vacation. Um, so yeah, uh, they go to Mandalore. Uh, well, first, sorry, they don't get IG eleven because it's 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 he's then gone and you can't they can't find a, a memory unit or whatever. So they get Pele's R five unit. Uh, uh. She doesn't she try to scam Mando in this one too? Just like she scams. She does scam him. No, she scams him to take R5. She scams him to take R5. Which is a shitty unit. It's got a bad motivator. Yeah. She's also, I do like this. She's uh, pulling heists with the Jawas on On rich people. On rich people who are coming for the Boon to Eve pod race. Yeah, I love Um, that. Super, super good detail. I thought that was a lot of fun. I do believe. Uh, I don't remember it specifically, but I uh, 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 the Ringerverse mentioned it that she also pulled a stunt like that in Boba Fett. I just don't remember what exactly it was, but she's like scamming people all the time. I'm like, hell yeah, get that, get that money, girl, get those credits. Or ch- what is it? Credits? Is that what credits. it is? Credits. Yeah. yeah, cool. Yeah. I think it's funny because like she's obviously very friendly with Mando, but she's not above like cutting him a bad deal. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. yeah. She's the one that got on the ship, though, right? Yeah, yeah I mean, she helped so, him. Yeah. She helped him build. The it was one. a bad shape, but like, she yeah, did, but she, she was giving him the N one when it was a piece of crap, and then he got the pieces to fix it up <laughs> yeah, and she yeah. helped him do that but she gave him the base n1 when it was junk that's true yeah oh no 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 it's a fast ship i promise it just needs very more. fast it just needs a lot a lot of work it is uh <laughs> and now it's a very yeah. fast ship speaking of like uh uh the visuals in this season are they're oh, great i do want to talk great. about i do want to go back to episode one and talk about the pirates i like the pirates oh yeah the pirates are cool um, oh yeah, 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 swamp, yeah. Swamp thing hell yeah, baby. Both, yeah both captain swamp thing and his uh veil his main underling veil yeah. uh looks very good who that's I, a hondo anaka guy yeah but uh one of his species uh, one of his species and we don't get to see them in live action very often so that's no. pretty cool uh i hope it, i do hope that that pirate stuff comes back around i'm sure it will see that's yeah. what i mean um, like there's so many threads in this like eight episode season i'm like is this a setup for like an Oh, people are also heavy speculating that like a lot of this shit is like is leftovers from uh, Rangers of the New Republic. Oh, sure. Uh, specifically, the stuff with with Coruscant in Episode Three uh, uh, with oh, her. Interesting. Yeah, 
uh, I uh because of imperial that. stuff in Coruscant. No, uh, sure, sure. Uh, and I get you. Specifically, Moff Gideon and like where, where what's that dude doing? Um, now that's all obviously speculation, but like I could I could see how that you know how, how that would work out. But uh, uh anyway, yeah. Uh, we go to Ma- we go to Mandalore. Um, I love episode two just because uh, yo, it's got dudes in suits and no. it's got a giant cyborg monster. That's why I like it. I agree with uh, Ryan about that stuff. I'm going to jump back again real Sorry, far. go ahead. No, sorry. no, no. I was going to say in episode one when I remembered the pirate stuff, I also really liked the space fight. That part I really liked. The dog fight uh, with the other pirate ships where he yes. hides behind the meteors and pulls out on them. He's just too dang fast. Multiple. Uh, uh, I really like it. Good dog fights in the season. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, the, the visuals are great for it. Um, they really make that an N1 maneuver in a cool way, which is which is awesome. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. It's a lot of fun to see the N1 do what it does, considering it is a ship that is not meant to travel through hyperspace. Um, it's supposed to, like TIE fighters, be, have to dock on a larger ship, but uh, the, this N1 can just like rip on through. Uh, and it it just looks like like a muscle car. Like I love that the engine sticks out of it, yes. like an old school yeah, like American yeah. muscle car. Yeah, that is yeah, such yeah. a cool like I've never seen that in Star Wars. A uh, great great ship design. Uh, I love man. I love little Grogu. Oh, sorry, we have to talk about the the, the space whales. Yes. Uh, I forget. They're called like Purgles or Pur. pur they're just space whales. I forget their name. Yeah. Uh, they're from my favorite Star. One of my favorite Star Wars things. No, it is my favorite Star you Wars have, thing. Have you seen Rebels? Yeah, I have. Yeah. God, I, right. I lost my shit when I saw those. Things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's the second I saw them. I'm like, oh yeah, Thrones, Thrones coming. And they would not. They are those two things are so intrinsically tied together. Yes. Because the last time you saw those things is when you saw Thrones. Right. Uh, so and like, Ezra. and that can mean so many things. That can mean like if we're doing weird like. You know, like Ant Man, Quantumania stuff is like you seeing them outside means that like they're arriving at a different time or a different, you know, something crazy. Or are they are they appear are they showing up at the exact same time this is happening? Well, we just I, we just know like you know what they were is that they can travel through the hyperspace. Like it's what it, it, it's in, not. Sorry, they're not. They're not time. Is it is it, sorry, di- sorry. is it is it directly or indirectly stated that uh, like all of the galaxy learned? hyperspace travel from them didn't they that sounds familiar yeah it's yeah something yeah like i'm pretty that. sure that's in rebels that like they they are the origin of it is what they explained to us and i think that i think that the main reason that they're showing up in this bit with grogu for for people like my wife to get it to get their attention to get them thinking about these space whales that are traveling at the same speed as the ship is just so that when we do get to thrawn later and they have to explain well this is why thrawn existed back then and then jump to here and hasn't aged is so that they can have the space whales built in. Pergils. The Pergils. The Pergils. Um, yeah, seeing that again, like episode one, like I can I can leave it in the trash, but like seeing those things, I was like, oh shit. Like that is I I love Rebels and like that Thrawn stuff is so good. And like seeing those characters, like we know, like again, we know Ahsoka's happening. So like if they're I just wish the Mandalorian could maybe just be the Mandalorian, but if you want to do setup stuff for this, I'm not gonna hate it because again, Thrawn is like one of my favorite dudes and Rebels is my favorite my favorite Star Wars thing. So like uh, it's just like we got pirate stuff, we got Thrawn stuff, we got clone stuff, we got Coruscant stuff. Like we got so many threads in this eight episode season. Like where are we going? Which one are we gonna pull on next episode? We got Is, Mythosaur. We got a Mythosaur. Like definitely, Bo-Katan's riding the shit out of that guy. Like right? Like that's that's Chekhov's Mythosaur. Like <laughs> if we don't see that thing again, I'm gonna be pissed. Like why would you show that? Like, I, I'm sure we'll see it again. I'm not gonna say we'll definitely see it again in season three. Oh, um, I want it. Yeah, but I'm sure we'll see it again. She it's rushed. not the last time we see it. Oh, she riding it. Uh, so in episode two, uh, once we get that really weird cybernetic eye Borg thing, um, so cool taking the blood out of Mando and like some horror films, it, it like it's like his uh, uh, like spinal fluid because there's like a white liquid being dripped too, and I'm yeah. like, that dude's getting messed up. 
oh man some real like slasher film vibes yeah, i loved it like yeah sure. man, so like again like the first part of the episode where where Mando comes to uh, Mando comes to Mandalore and he's just like walking around and it's slow and I'm like this, the, I think the pacing is kind of like this is taking its time like I don't think the episode's about to get really cool so I'm just like right. I'm kind of bored he's walking around mines oh, checking it out real fast yeah. uh, just when he's like seeing the inside of the the city and everything I was like oh damn that does look like Clone Wars yeah yeah it is yeah. which it like is, great it is cool I'm glad I'm yeah. glad that they are consistent in the style and like I I was I'll be honest I was somewhat nervous. I don't know why, but I was just always nervous. Like we're going to get to a live action Mandalore and they're going to like have destroyed it enough that we're not really going to see anything to recognize it. of what we saw of Mandalore and Clone yeah. Wars. Like they're not going to look the same and kudos to them. I was like, Oh no. Yeah. I've seen this, this kind of architecture in Mandalore and Clone Wars. Like, when, uh, when Bo-Katan is flying over, like she sees like the domes and yes, stuff. And I'm like, yeah. I've, I've seen, that's awesome. Like, I mean, it looks awful. Like, I'm sorry if you're lost, but like, man, I, man, I, yeah. I the Empire did a number on that planet. Yeah. I'm yeah. so glad to find it. Oh that. yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so, um, Alamites, we get some dudes in suits, Yeah, they got four eyes, they're radioactive, we also got, oh, radioactive crocodile dragons, A+, plus. man, I, give me that every episode, please, I love it, um, yeah, so, Mando gets captured by Phil Tippett's cyborg for Star Wars, yeah, uh, uh, mad god of Star Wars, uh, this, this tiny little, like, cyborg creature who can, like, who goes, he basically, like, mechs into other mechs, he's a mech who mechs other mechs, he's Mechatui. Um, his design is radical. Like the fact that he was just a robot, but then you see his, his, like his eyeball. It's like, oh shit, that's a living organism. I love it. Like, I thought it was so cool. It was so well designed. It was really scary. Um, I love seeing, well, I, it's, I seen Grogu in distress. It's like, oh, well, baby, no. <laughs> uh, and then like, you know, go get Bo-Katan. I love that stuff. It's all great. Uh, again, like this whole section, no problems with this. It's just a fun action adventure um her fight with that with that cyborg awesome. incredible she's doing shit she got she got the blade back now i would say you were in that blade then bokatan but i understand you want to fight to win it i understand you got a creed gotta earn it in combat you gotta earn it in combat technically she just picked it up off the ground i know i'm just saying i would have been petty and like uh, i'm surprised she hasn't challenged him yet for the blade you know that there's all that time between like the second and third season oh thank you for yes so when Grogu comes, like, to save, to save, uh, I was about to call him Pedro, Jesus, <laughs> when to save Mando, and she's like, I'm going to tell him one last time. I never want to see him again. So, like, is she just giving up on the Darksaber? Well, I think I think part of it is because he tries to give it to her at the end of season two. Yeah. She, she says it has to be earned in combat. And she, so why I think she, she challenge? I think she knows that if she challenges him, he's just going to give it. Oh, he doesn't want to fight. He's her. not going to honor the combat because he yeah. doesn't want to fight her. So mm -hmm. then what do you do in that? Like, what do you, what does she do? It's a tricky situation. Like, I mean, it complicates things more because yeah. she also, I was surprised, didn't say anything about seeing the mythosaur. Nothing. <sighs> oh. Which was kind of weird. I mean, I don't, I'm still processing that episode. Also, but. you're telling me Din fell hundreds of maybe like a thousand feet and the dinosaur, the mythosaur was not involved whatsoever. <laughs> that dude just fell all the way to the bottom of the city and the mythosaur was not involved well, he didn't like even that, he didn't even see it i mean that was kind of i mean i'm not going to get into the physics she, of it. she almost missed it too she only sees it because its eye is opening and it's starting to i just move. can't yeah. believe that dude fell that's what i thought it was the mythosaur that grabbed him and chose him well, that was yeah, no, I, thought that, I thought that too until the next episode he's like i don't know what you're talking about and i'm like he just fell he actually just fell. Yeah, he's really <laughs> fast too she jumped in he's straight wearing, after him and yeah. she, we didn't see a peep of it bro he fell like 
like man like he, what's the heaviest thing on the well i guess he's maybe he's wearing heavy duty beskar armor yeah but and he didn't know and he didn't have his jetpack and he just sunk <laughs> like a rock I just, he just I like he took a i it, it clearly looks like he didn't just miss a step it clearly looks like he was grabbed and it drug like, under yes i thought it looked like he got yanked a hundred percent i thought like it was the mythosaur that dragged him that dragged him under i was wholly expecting like some other creatures living in the in the waters under mandalore that drew they're like oh yay food joink yeah. as and soon just, as he got in the water i'm like there something is gonna grab yeah. him but no and then he when she pulls trouble again and, oh, yeah no. and then when she's when Bo-Katan sees the giant mythosaur, it goes, "Oh my God, that's that. There it is." Because she was, she was kind of like, kind of like mockingly reading the plaque about how this is, um, the Living Waters, the first Mandalore, um, tamed a mythosaur, and this this a mythosaur that used this as his lair, and the skull became the sigil of all the Mandalorians. Yada yada yada. But still, it's just like the dude went was, I, you could say he fell. Dude was drugged. The dude was I'm, grabbed and pulled. I'm just, yeah, like, if if the intent of the scene was to, like, he did fall and he actually didn't see anything, I don't think you filmed it that way. That's all I'm saying. I mean, yeah. That dude looks like he got yanked by a, by, by, by a Hollywood <laughs> line into the water. <laughs> I've seen that stuff before. I feel like it's just, this is probably just going to turn into one of those great Star Wars debates. Like, you know, who, who, who shot, shot first? first? Yeah. Did he yeah. get dragged or what? Did he just fall? Did he just fall? But, you know, it does, again... I, and I think this just goes back how I'm feeling about this whole season so far. It's just, it needs direction. Like the first two seasons, very simple. He just had to get the kid back to where he belonged. And then after that, you don't really know where we stand in, you know, in the beginning of this, it was just about getting to Mandalore. He got to Mandalore. He, you know, made things right with his clan. So now we're kind of in that same space again, where we don't really know what the next step is. But to me, it looks like there's a lot that they can do because now you yeah. have this sort of, um, this sort of like claim probably of who should be ruling over Mandalore, who should be uniting them. Yeah, we'll get we'll get into that with the end. Oh, you know what? Well, actually, because episode three is like basically two different episodes of a TV show. You have yeah. the Mandalorian bookends, yeah, and then you have an entirely different show happening in the middle. If they uh, are indeed separate, yeah. If they are, I mean, they're it's all it has to it all, all tie it together. Has to all be because if it doesn't, together. then what the f are we doing, y'all? Uh, it has to tie together. Um, but like we, I think we continue talking about all the bow stuff because it has no connection right now to the course on stuff. So we can continue. I really, the through line. I really, really like Katie Sackhoff's performance in these two episodes. Yeah, I think I, she's doing a great job. I love that we get to see her face so and, much. And I think that the reason she doesn't bring up the mythosaur is because like she's processing that she, her brain has changed. Yeah, like like she has. This is arguably like the closest thing to a religious moment she's having, where so um, reawakening. Almost. You know, she yeah yeah yeah. It's a reawakening mm -hmm. of everything. Like you know, she loved about Mandalore, and like yes. she grew up on Mandalore, and she loved it, and she appreciated that her father loved all of this history and everything. But she never believed the Mythosaur was really down there, and yeah. now she knows it is. Yeah. Um, and this is changing her mindset about maybe how she looks at uh, at the Mandalorian stuff, and maybe like honoring the creed and their history and all this kind of stuff. And and I dig that. I dig that. Like this, this encounter is shifting her mind about it. Yeah. And I'm glad that she left the helmet on so that she can like be brought in and everything. But here's, here's my problem. We're never seeing Katie Stackoff ever again. <laughs> I'm not joking. This is now the the if this is the Katie Stackoff Pedro Pascal show where we will never see their faces until the season finale again. I don't. I don't 100 <laughs> believe that's true. But here's here's where I'll get into that. Um, because. We'll talk about the ending of the the third episode then. So, uh, it, 
my thing is I personally felt like, and I know we, you guys did too, because we talked about these shows um, that in seasons one and two, we're building a story where we're saying like, uh, is this the, the watch really the way? Um, is it the way? Because like in many ways, there's an implication that the helmet is separating him from connecting with Grogu, that it is the deepening of that relationship with Grogu that allows him to metaphorically lower his armor and also then do it literally. And that that lens could still be cast as a bad thing. And now I'm nervous that the show is heading in a direction where they're saying like, no, the point is for all the Mandalorians to get under the creed. And I'm like, is the creed right though? Because I feel like we've been saying the creed might not be. That's what I'm, that's what I was really worried about. Because Bo-Katan seems to be like buying into it. She yeah. seems to be like, like you said, like her renewal so, faith, her so renewal like, faith with the Mythosaur and seeing like, oh, these are a community. Hmm. These are a people and there's kids like they're not all evil, right? They are people just like I am. So prior to the third episode, a lot of my belief was that where we're heading is for Bo-Katan and Din to kind of end up on the opposite side, on the outs with the armor and the watch and needing to kind of break the idea of that, that stranglehold that this cult has on the Mandalorian. Me too. And I'm concerned that that's maybe not where we're going anymore. And that now we're going to know the armor and the watch are right. That is the way Mandalorians should be. They should always, always be with their helmets on and always living by this creed 100%. Whereas just like the Jedi, and the Sith, there's always a better middle ground that we should discuss. And I felt like that's where we were heading. And I'm genuinely nervous that John Favreau and the rest of the team have turned completely around and decided, you know what? Just make them all like this. That's exactly where I'm feeling. And if that's yeah. where the story goes in the end, I will be disappointed. Yeah, same. I'm hoping that's not where we go. Because at the end of the episode, I saw... I interpreted the end of the episode as Bo-Katan not have, I mean, she was kind of having a come to Jesus or a come to the way moment in, in a sense, because she saw the not mythosaur way. and yeah, because she saw the mythosaur. She saw something that she did not believe was down there. It is still alive. Looked at her, said sup and swam away. Um, So her being there, like see and like putting like, the camera focusing on her and then the camera focusing on the Mr. School. She's having those like, maybe I should be walking. I'm looking forward to a conflicted Bo-Katan who does not agree with a bunch of the way or like a bunch of the words of the creed, but she's conflicted. as like, but I saw this thing. How can, if I saw this thing that this should be real, but I don't agree with that, how these rules are. I mean, that's at least what I'm hoping for Yeah, because uh she's starting to get converted but maybe she'll be pulled back before um uh, i guess before the final rites but i guess technically she's now part of the the covet so yeah good for her and i think that that's what has me sorry for oh, real no, quick no, no, no. i think that's what has me nervous that this is where they're turning the story is to abandon bokatan not falling completely under that is because it 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 does feel like they've trapped the character into this position where now these are the only people who want to be Mandalorian with her because all the others abandoned her, which again, I think is stupid. Yeah. I think it's a stupid point to pick up this season after the end of the previous one. Yep. But that's what they did is they set up this idea that now Bo-Katan has been abandoned by the people who are standing with her. Now she's alone, isolated. Oh, this is a perfect time for a cult to come in and accept you. But I'm worried that 
I'm genuinely worried that John Favreau and Dave Filoni have stopped looking at this as a cult, um, which is entirely how I've been reading them up to this point. I want to bounce off that, but I know you're about to say something. So well, ahead. no, it, it's in the same ballpark. Cause the thing is, is that it does seem like we're focusing mainly like on this one group where we haven't really even seen much of the other Mandalorians that have been with Bo-Katan in when we kind of get back into the whole idea that Mandalore isn't a habitable, habitable planet again, it did kind of raise like an interesting possible conflict that we think the show might be going towards. You got two separate groups of Mandalorians mm -hmm. who think they have these two separate beliefs and could possibly have some kind of civil war with, you know, which they already did. Yeah. Yes. Which has already happened before. Yes. So, I mean, I, I, of course, even though it's happened before, I would like to see that again in a live action. If they don't go that route, that's fine. But yeah, yeah. Still, it, it does make you kind of wonder, like, I, which group they want to focus on more. I am in agreement with Sparks, where I am worried that, like, oh, the watch actually is the way. And, you know, don't worry about everything they've done in the past and, and like, how they used to be and whatever. Like, they're not just fine. It's all, it's all the way. But, like, I, hopefully, there will be conflict and hope maybe Bo. Because she's feeling, she's, you know, she's in a negative space right now. Her, you know, being a part of this new community, like she's got rose tinted glasses. So she's, she sees only the good. But once she starts spending time with them, she will realize they are a cult. The things they do are not good for the Mandalorians. And then there will be like built in, like a built in uh, uh, animosity. Then there could be a, a civil war. Maybe like half of them won't like leave or anything, but like Bo and Din will leave. And then there will be conflict. It's like I, but I don't know if they're if the show will be good enough to actually do that. That's why, like, it's know, that's not that's the hard thing to do. I think it's important to remember, and I mean this for the team that's making the show too. That it's important for them to remember, and I hope they do. That most of the watch at this point is foundlings and not Mandalorians, not people born on Mandalore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and Bo-Katan comes from and her group that we saw last time, they were Mandalorians. They were people who were born on Mandalore, raised in Mandalore. Pog and like, you can talk about different class stuff and you can talk about like different belief systems and everything. But like, there is something to be said for the fact that the watch is mostly made up of foundlings who have just bought into this creed rather than like growing up in it. Yeah. yeah. And you kind of brought an interesting point up again, when you're explaining the ideas of how, you know, that you're worried that, you know, it's stepping away from the idea that this group is a cult it also undo, it, it can possibly do some damage to the Mandalorian's character himself. Because what I really loved about the second season is that they made him question his yes. own creed. And he made the decision to backtrack some of their beliefs to save Grogu. Yeah. But now all of that work is being undone again. And I, I don't know if I can keep taking like, you know, this flip flop where he buys into the creed again. So is it going to have another conflict where he decides to... That was, drop it or that's yeah. a great that's a great point because that was a concern I had when we were in Book of Boba Fett and he was like, Oh, I'm exiled. Well, what if I just go to the living waters? Then I won't be exiled. And I'm like, oh bro, I mean, after this season, couldn't you consider maybe not being part of this group? You know, even before that, like he was already hasn't like, Boba know, hasn't Boba Fett and Bo Katan both shown you that you can just successfully do that? You can just be a person. He was already kind of a lone wolf. I mean, other than like, you know, seeing the armor every now and then he didn't, it, it wasn't like, you know, uh, hanging out with that group was a normal thing that he did regularly. No, did it you? was. That's a no, no, no. The first season, he he took all his bounty hunting jobs to get Beskar oh, from that's the true. Empire that's true, that's true. to bring back to the watch. That's, that's true. right. That's yeah. entirely 1000% what he was doing until he met Grogu. And that's then right. things started changing. That's true. Yeah. Man, so much has happened since season one. It's crazy. Yep.
Um, part of me is kind of hoping that that there is a conflict for Mandalore. Like, obviously, like Boris said, Mandalore is a habitable planet again. They know the planet's not poisoned. People can go down there. They can breathe the air. It's not completely screwed over. I'm hoping that there is conflict between, obviously, between Children of the Watch and other Mandalorians. They're like, cool, we could go back home. And they're like, yeah, but you have to follow our rules. And they're like, no, maybe, but who knows what's going to happen? I honestly have no idea. Um, that scientist guy, that guy just can't catch a break, can he? Ken Pershing? Oh, you mean the Nazi scientist? <laughs> <laughs> Trying to do good, but falling back in his own ways. But the same, but yeah, yeah. Um, dude, are we done with the Mandalorian stuff? Do we want to talk about the scientist guy? No, or we can talk about the science man. Let's talk about the scientist, the Coldplay song. Uh-huh, I really uh-huh. like. I really like his TED talk. Um, where he's explaining that all his yeah. cloning, all his cloning belief system came out of you know like if we could just rather than cloning a whole person clone organs, an organ, yeah, we could save lives, lots yeah. of lives, and that was the main thing my work was based on. Um, and I and I I like that. I like that these I this is the kind of stuff I do want to see in Star Wars. Is this kind of like yes, it is weird that the Kaminoans are the only ones who like did major cloning and then nobody else was going to do anything with it outside of, you know, the, the emperor. Yeah. Uh, like again, that's kind of still him. It's always him kind of spearheading this kind of idea of what the cloning would be. Nobody else thought, Oh, cloning, what else could we do with that? Yeah. Um, and this is a really nice, cool, sensible take again, speaking to people it's, it's not stated that the Doctor lives in the Outer Rim. I'm not even going to say he did. But he does say that his planet didn't have access to the resources that could have saved her life that probably other planets did. Yeah. And yeah. one of those things is the ability to clone organs. And I think that's a really good angle to take on this guy. Yeah, I think Penn Pershing, he's an interesting character. My issue with this episode isn't so much the character itself. I just found the episode. When I first saw that it was an hour long, I'm like, oh, hell yeah. The longest episode of The Mandalorian. Look at that, like full, full hour. I'm like, well, not really. It's like 10 minutes of a Mandalorian episode and then 30 minutes of another show and then 10 more minutes of The Mandalorian. I'm like, okay, cool. But then like, like the story with him in the, in, in the, the Thrawn Empire girl, like, Again, I'm thinking of Andor and how like that entire plot would have been like three episodes where we learn so much about them and we we learn about their histories and we get so much like to chew on. And like it's so it feels so surface level. And it's like it's like 30 minutes where like I feel like we're not going to get much more of like this doctor guy. Like like he he was brought in here to be taken out of the show because like he is he had all the information about cloning and now they took him out of the show. So I'm like, what? There's no point for him to be in the show anymore because all the information that was important is gone. So I'm like, was was the point just to throw him out of here? Like, what? What? Did we need to come back to this cloning thing at all? Was it even important? I'm just like, I again, I need to see the rest of the season, but I'm just like, this is the Mandalorian, right? Like, what do we? Why are we? One it, thing. And I thought the pacing of the episode was also like kind of slow, to be honest. Like, it wasn't meaty enough for how much time we were spending with these characters not doing a lot. Again, this isn't this isn't Andor, unfortunately. I don't, you know, I like the ideas being presented, but I thought the execution, a lot of it was was, you know, was there. Sure. Yeah. I do, I do wonder, uh, and Forrest can speak to this because Forrest hasn't watched the uh, Andor yet. Um, I do wonder if we didn't have Andor, if we'd be that harsh on this episode, or if we would like praise it for presenting interesting angles on Star Wars we haven't engaged with. I because see, like yeah. for me, like 
the amnesty program mm-hmm. doing that and exploring that as this new republic idea i'm like this is shit i want to know about this yep. is shit i do want to explore i really like this again i really like this take because this is a person who genuinely wants to do good for the new republic felt like he was trapped by the system of the empire yeah um and that makes him easy bait and it also does paint how like systems kind of repeat themselves in their senses of oppression and how they make people want to get out of it um because we have the new republic and what they're doing is not the best they suck uh they've taken people's names Mm -hmm. um they're making them uh you know live this they they are they are just completely boneheadedly wiping away resources that have been funded into technology that is like yes it was imperial but can it be reused yeah um just just gutting it destroying it. the new Um, republic uh are a bunch of uh, uh boneheads uh they're they're dumb that they're i i do like that they're showing how inept they are and like we don't want to be anything like the empire uh we don't want to use we don't even want to use anything they use overcorrection it's an overcorrection it's like it's after ooh history it's after the american revolution and then we didn't have we didn't have a grandstanding army uh we just had a militia so like when bad shit happened like who do we call on uh fred and his brother Because we, we didn't have an army for our, our new country. No, uh, yeah, it's a great point. It kind of also highlights a few other like examples of how certain people still stay in power no matter what kind of authority is over them. Those two characters that yes. came to talk to him after. Yes. Like, Very yes. Last Jedi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we were here like, you know, during the Empire, but you know, the Empire, the so. Republic. It's all the same. I will say you really should watch Andor because (laughs) because this is a through line that they have built in like, you know, pretty much now going back from the prequel storyline because of Andor all the way up into Last Jedi. Right. The wealthy are always unaffected by what what power is changing in the war. They are always out of the loop and above it and profiting from it. Yeah. Uh, It doesn't matter. And I really love that line. I do love that exchange where it's like the Rebel Alliance, the Empire, the New Republic. Who keeps track? Who cares? (laughs) And that dude. We try not to get involved. That dude had such a punchable face. I'm like, you got the perfect actor to be that guy. Yeah. Like, it's all the same to me. (laughs) And that's that's the kind of thing, like, again, yes, it's, it's done much more thoroughly and better in Andor. That's true. I don't deny that, but I'm glad that we're still doing something no, I, like this yeah. in 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 general in Star Wars. I do want it explored in this time period, and yeah. I'm glad that the Mandalorian feels like they can deviate into these corners still, because I think in a world where I didn't ha- just have Andor, mm-hmm. I would be very very hot on like everything that they're giving me about these political ideas. Um, but see, I think and all implications the ideas, for the moment. All the ideas are cool. But again, like I want to see them more explored because it's just all it's very sure. like like a one sense like that sounds interesting. Yes. And I feel with again how many episodes we have left in this season, we're not going to go back to it in a significant way because again, the character that we followed, he's not important anymore, so there's no reason to go back to this plot at all. No, it's a very it's a very tragic end for his character. Yeah. And I think that's very sad. But I do think like it has introduced a corner of the world that I'm not going to say the Mandalorian is going to revisit this season. But what I will say is I do think that this is not unimportant to Ahsoka, to where we are going with the general overall idea of what's happening in the New Republic right now. Yeah. With Thrawn, with the people in the Outer Rim like Cobb Vanth and Grief Karga. I do think that this is all, God, I hope, but I do think this is all feeding into that idea of like, why is political distrust so weak in the New Republic? That eventually the first order comes up and kind of nobody can really do anything about yeah. it and nobody bats an eye. And my my big fear is that 
they're trying to do all this stuff and there's no way they're going to do it in four episodes of the Mandalorian. No. Right. That's, that's my thing. It's like, sure. And I don't, and I don't think they will, but I don't think this is going to be, I, I, here is the part I agree on. The thing that I don't think is good about this episode is that at the end of the episode, we do have to sit here and kind of wonder who was, the, who was she working for the girl from Gideon's ship? Because it's not clear. Um, it's not clear why she does what she does or how she benefits from it directly. We yeah. are not given enough information about her yeah. in this episode to make that story clear, to make it clear what we're going towards and what they're setting up with her. And I agree that is a flaw, but the stuff with the doctor and the MC program, I think that is just opening a door to stuff we are going to explore. And I have no qualms with that. Sure. It is the confusion around her involvement that I think is the real problem. When it ends up that she just works for Moff Gideon. <sighs> Because they do kind of like <laughs> allude to the idea that, oh, he's captured? Oh, no, I think I heard he got away or... Did it, she... And again, this is a character who like has appeared in the other seasons, but like has barely... This is the most presence she's ever had like as this character, right? She's always kind of just been like a, like a mean-looking face in the background. Yeah. So like her, her, them showing us that she worked directly for Gideon... And then this is the episode where she's like, oh, yeah, he, I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm done with that guy. I, I, I just don't think the Mandalorian will be a good enough thing to make it that like, I still think Thrawn is involved, but I also still think Gideon's involved. May I get, may I get slightly big brain about it? Get big brain. There's no reason to assume that Thrawn isn't trying to grab Gideon. Yeah. My hope that Thrawn is involved I'm trying to keep it low because the thing is, is that in my mind, I'm still thinking Thrawn is going to be something that's directly with the Ahsoka series. I yeah. want him to be involved in the Mandalorian. I really do. After seeing the space whale though. Yeah. And kind of alluding to the idea that there's well, another commander but out there's there. No reason, there's no reason to think the Mandalorian isn't building the Thrawn stuff because they have already said that the things happening in Mandalorian and the things happening into in Ahsoka are going to be building to a similar conclusion of things coming together. It was also going to include Rangers of the New Republic in that yeah. story, but that series isn't getting made anymore. But those things are pointing to this same endpoint. Yeah. Uh, where they're going to cross into each other, and that endpoint has to be Thrawn. Yeah. And I say it has to be because Thrawn's name was mentioned <laughs> on, on Mandalorian. Screen. Granted, it was by Ahsoka, yeah. and she's getting her own show, but it happened in the Mandalorian. It was implied that things that are affecting his life are being affected by Thrawn. Uh, yes. We do see the space whale in the season, and if you know, you know, and that is a tee-up for Thrawn. I do not think it is unreasonable. They also do make specific mention of the fact that the amount of TIE interceptors and fighters that are out there is unusual. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. And again, it doesn't make sense for a version of people who are for an empire that has fallen apart. Yeah. So it really does feel like this is pointing in a direction of Thrawn. It will be very 100%. disappointing if I, that isn't true, but it yeah. makes more sense. And again, like it makes more sense in the context. Like I, I wish they gave us more information, but I cannot figure out why the new Republic people let her get in front of him, pick up the box and walk away and then hold guns on him. And then later are talking about it. Like she didn't do anything. She didn't set him up or anything unless those people are also working for Thrawn. I mean, that is like his whole MO. That is his yeah. thing. He's the he is smartest guy. He is, he is the big brain Star Wars character. Yeah. If anyone could pull it off, it'd be Thrawn. The thing I, that I... Go ahead, man. I just know Thrawn by reputation. I haven't seen any of his episodes. I just know him. That's all I know. I just know him by reputation. I know he's a force to be reckoned with. I know that his appearance in Rebels made everyone super happy. And 
I mean, I'm down to see. I'm behind the Rebels, but I'm down to see Thrawn in Mandalorian. I, that would be such an awesome pull. Yeah. That if Moff Gideon gets out from wherever he is and is thrown at Thrawn's feet, that would be so rad. The thing that I'm rubbing up against, I think, is you know the MCU, and you like you watch Captain America, and then then you watch Iron Man, and then you watch, and those are separate things. It feels like the Mandalorian. It's like we're telling three different stories at the same time. And I just don't know which trigger the ending will be on. Like, I are it will the final episode focus on all the Mandalorian stuff they're building up? Will it focus on the pirate stuff they're building up? Will it focus on the chorus on stuff they're building up? Like, I for and again, like like, I don't want to have to think about, oh, the next season, they'll pay this off. I'm looking at this oh, this as a season. This is season three of The Mandalorian. Was this a self-complete? Can I watch this on its own and it'd be great? And, like, I don't, right now, I don't think so. And, like, I know the, the our whole thing is about, like, oh, looking for the future and talking about the whole universe. But, like, just the season alone was, like, it's, I'm just, like, maybe, I don't, maybe it's, maybe it's the MCU. Like, I don't, I don't know what it is. I can I, I def- yeah. That's the one word. Directionless. Yeah. Just too many directions. Yeah. 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 I got I, one more episode in my head to set the course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I could definitely see where you're coming from. But when you say they're trying to tell like three different stories at once, I could argue Andor tried to tell multiple stories at once. But the thing is, Andor knew what it was doing when they told those multiple stories at once. Like you have the um, stuff with Mon Mothma, you have the stuff with. Um, uh, Luthen, and of course, you have the stuff with um, Cassie and Andor. That's true, those, yeah. all of those stories, ties it. They tie in. They. Well, it's, a, it's a it's a great point too. I just yeah. want to back you up, Ben. It's no, a great right. point too that Mothma's. It's not like we see Mothma with Luthen by the end of the like. Once we've seen them together, but we don't see them together for like the whole back half of that season. Yeah, no, like Mothma's doing her own thing that we know where it's heading, but she's pretty much almost on her own for a yeah. lot of it as far as like other characters in the story and like it doesn't feel listless because we know who mothma is so we know it's going where it's going in a general sense yes but if we didn't have that information it would feel like why are we spending so much time with this lady um yeah. but it all feeds into each other right and whereas this season definitely and it's, more definitely, so and it's more definitely handled in andor and, and all that kind of stuff absolutely yes. i agree um i go ahead with your point ben i just meant to back you up on that no appreciate it um but when you look at, especially the, the last two episodes of the men, or the, the most recent two episodes of Mandalorian, episodes two and three, like I liked the, as if the story of the scientist was on its own, as like it was its own separate thing. I wasn't. I will admit, I was intrigued. I wanted to see what happened because I do remember him from the first season of Mandalorian. I do remember him popping up, him being a cloner, and him saying that, "Oh, I got into cloning because my mom passed away, and there was a way to save her, but my plant didn't have the resources." I get it. That's good motivation. That's a good reason as to why he got roped into the Empire because he could save his family. He could save people. That's how they hooked him. And him trying to be do good for the for the New Republic is like, hey, this can help people. That's what you want, right? At the same time. I'm going to use the argument that I used with Boba Fett. The show was called The Mandalorian. Why are we focusing on the scientist? Unless it pays off big time later down the line. Awesome. But right now, 
I kind of don't care. I care what happens in Mandalore. I care what what's going through Bo-Katan's head. I care what's happening with all the Mandalorians on that planet and the future of, of the planet of Mandalore. Obviously, we're going to get it, but also I know we're also going to get a daydream or a flashback of Order 66. That, to be quite honest, I don't want another goddamn Order 66 flashback. We have so many of those only, forget things already. I'll only see it. I'll only accept it if it's with Anakin and he's the one killing all those people. Then I'll, then I'll be we still <laughs> importantly. We still, I think the only reason to show more of the order six order 66 stuff is because we did see a flashback in book of Boba Fett with Grogu. That's true. Yes. But we still don't know who got him. Who out saved him. Mace Windu with his one arm. Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> Grogu, we gotta go. Palpatine. That would be cool. That Sam Jackson coming back to Mace Windu, that would be like, okay. Y'all, if, this I, all, if this all boiled down to a one arm Mace Windu having to face off with Thrawn. Oh. What a what how far have man what so a show happy. what a Whoa. show good lord uh you know what uh, worth that that would be worth it that I hear it. I hear your point for sure about the the you know the Mandalorian and all that um I I think that like exploring this corner of the world is worth doing uh at this point in time like this period of time in the galaxy that we haven't explored and yet. and I don't know how you do it unless it's on it's either on this show or it's on the Ahsoka show and or the like, show that got canceled. And like, and yeah, right. It would be on Rangers of the Republic and like, it's, it's not going to be. Yeah. Um, but I, I do think like it's worthwhile to invest in this story. I just don't think, again, I truly believe that if we understood who she's doing this for, by the end of the episode, I think we'd all be a little bit more positive on it because like yeah. that is the part that leaves us with questions, right? We don't mm-hmm. we don't know what direction that's going because we don't know why she did it. And Ryan, if I may before before you Please. go jump in, I know you want to say something. No, you're good. I will say this wholeheartedly, and I mean this. I pray to goodness I'm wrong. Yeah. I want to be completely wrong. I am hoping to high heaven that at the end of the season, I will be singing a completely different tune. They'd be like, you know what? Episodes one through three, maybe a little bit of a slow burn, but once you get to four, five, six, seven, eight, damn, that's some fine television. I'm not expecting Andor level of quality because, unfortunately, I know the track record of John Favreau, and unfortunately, Dave Filoni. I like the man, but as of late, he's kind of wavering a little bit. Um, but if it gets to that, hell yeah, I'm in. I'm ready. Let's go. I'm back, and I am like head first ready to go for Mandalorian like I was when I first saw the show, when I first saw season, when I watched season one. I love season one, and I really love season two. Yeah. And I want that, part of me kind of wants that magic again. It's what I um, felt in episode two, with just the monster. I was like, cool, just Mando doing Mando shit, and Baby Grogu's yeah. got to save him. Loved it. Yeah, episode, episode I have, I have both of these episodes, as much as I like what's, uh, as episode three gets me thinking about the future, but as an episode, as on, but as a whole, I love episode two. So far, episode two is my favorite of the season. I mean, partially by default, but also because it deals with Mandalore lore. Excuse the pun. Mandalore? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Um, Pun not intended, but it deals with what happened after the purge. We see flashbacks of TIE bombers bombing the ever-loving crap out of the planet. Yeah. Uh, I do 100% agree with you, Sparks. Like, I do want all this stuff explored. I'm just wondering, did we need to spend almost an entire episode of the Mandalorian following a character who you just like basically kill off. No, I get you because like they set that character up and like, are you telling me that all of the cloning stuff that they were setting up is now just 
we're just ignoring that plot from the no, last it can't, couple. No, it can't be, right? That's, 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 the, that's, that's, this is the thing. Yeah. This is the thing is like, again, it goes back to the girl. Yeah. It's because we don't know why she, why she does it, right? Like we right. don't know who she's picking up that box for. She had him collect those supplies for a reason. We just don't know what that reason is. He picked up, they must have enough of his information about his research, just not knowing what the resources were that they needed. Yeah. That's the thing is like, I, because I'm like, whatever they're doing, whatever they're planning, they want to use what he was doing to some extent, but for some reason they don't need his brain for it anymore, but they clearly needed him to pick out the, the materials because they take the box. Yeah. How do you guys yeah. think Moff Gideon and Thrawn are they at all entangled in this in this at all? I think I think if there's anything, I think Gideon got captured by the New Republic. But if if let's say that all those guys we see with her at the end of this episode, let's say those are all Thrawn's people that Thrawn has put into the New Republic because he's been seeding his way into it, then he absolutely has someone who could get in and get Gideon out for him. Yeah. And I would not be shocked. She might be there on Gideon's recommendation working yeah. for Thrawn. Now, I th those two might have come together. That would not shock me because like, here's the thing. Once Luke Skywalker entered the scene, Gideon realized the empire was sunk. And I think that like once Thrawn comes in and says, I have a different vision. I Gideon is a kind of man I can see buy into that. Yeah. Especially with Thrawn. Thrawn and Gideon as a <sighs> duo makes a lot of sense to me. Okay. Okay. We all assumed that all this cloning shit was for was for, to do the Snoke stuff, right? To help to help alleviate Rise of Skywalker. I Which hope it's not that. No, no, no. But it's it probably was. But I why, just don't yeah, think yeah. that's what we're doing anymore. So like the that's cloning the thing question. is still happening. Yes. Right. The, but now, what are we doing? with What this? will be the first order one day was still doing that. Yeah. Uh, but now, now we're talking about something else. But here's if the this thing. is Thrawn. If this is Thrawn, this is Thrawn Whoa. taking these resources and this information to do something else. But the Emperor still gets the cloning stuff right though, and he does the clone Snoke stuff though. Yeah, but so he has to get the. But that doesn't mean that doesn't mean he needed this. Doesn't mean this was the only guy that could do it. This was just the guy they had at the time. Yeah. Yeah. These things don't need to be connected now because we know that they had a lab where they were working on cloning Snoke anyway. Yeah. Part of what he was doing, and he explains it, was blending DNA from two different things, right? He was yes. trying to make Palpatine more powerful by getting the DNA from Grogu. He's a eugenicist. He's right. Mr. Sinister. Right. <laughs> now, apply that same idea. Thrawn wants force power. Army mm. of force users, maybe. Who no, knows? just Thrawn. Thrawn is powerful in every way except not with the force. Oh, he doesn't he doesn't even need the force. He's that he's that he's that uh mentally uh capable. Maybe but. he thought that way before he faced Ezra and got sucked through a space whale. Dude, could you imagine? He was trapped in there for 20 years and he's just like, I hate this kid. Oh my god. Like, I'm just saying, I think there's I think there's a lot of possibilities for why Thrawn might and Gideon might want this in their own direction for their own purposes now. That doesn't mean this clone thing is it was. It was yes. what he was doing was building up to the Snoke stuff. It still would be there. They still have a lot of foundations of his research. Yeah. It's just not what the story's about anymore. I, now it's about something else. Yeah. In I, theory. In theory, if we want to go with this idea, which I think makes more sense than anything else, that Thrawn is getting involved in this stuff, that he has seeped his way into the New Republic because he's got guys yeah. who are in the New Republic but working for him, 100%. That makes a ton of sense to me. Think of him like the kingpin for Star Wars, Ben. Hawkeye. Mm -hmm. Well, to bounce off that, I think you raise a good point. Because the other thing to remember is that this, and this is why I hope that the cloning thing isn't really anything to do with Snoke. This is the Mandalorian show. And they've been teasing this Mandalorian stuff in the very first episode. That's the whole reason Grogu was in the show, because they were using him for research for cloning. 
I don't want that to be a segue into why we have Snoke in fucking Rise of Skywalker. No, I, I, I know. I, yeah, I just don't care about that. What you know, I want to know is what they're building towards with this with they, him. They and, really, yeah. they really did everything they needed to do, right? Like we knew the cloning thing it was happening, and now we know that the Empire was actively working on it. It was something Palpatine wanted. That's it, right? The connective tissue to Rise of Skywalker exists. They don't need to explore it anymore in this show, but. What could Thrawn want from that research? Is it even necessarily that Thrawn does want cloning specifically? Maybe he does want just the clone and organ thing. What, what if the dude literally just needs like a liver transplant? Because yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. he's dying and he's like, I just need a new heart. And he's the last of his species. He's the last chiss. He also sold out his own his own species. Oh my God. He's the last chiss. That is right. He literally just I needs a clone about that. What if he just needs a new liver? <laughs> He, he has there's no dialysis machines in Star Wars. He needs so this is so this is my point is that like I don't think this is a useless episode. I think they just didn't give us enough information to know what direction it's heading. Yeah. But I do think at some point we're going to know what all this is for. I don't yeah. think this was meaningless. I think this is like the doctor stuff and all of that and and filling in on how the new republic is operating right now especially with this amnesty this dystopian idea how people can be uncomfortable with it how thrawn can sway people to think you know the new republic not really the answer either yeah um i think all that's going to come into play i think we just have to wait and see how that's going to play out the thing that i'm man because like obviously thrawn like can't be here for like episode seven so like it's 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 a thing of like I'm thinking of Clone Wars and like how much Darth Maul is in the Clone Wars. And like when you think of Darth Maul, you like regular people just know him from one movie. Right. And how much like he is so essential to Clone Wars. And I'm like, they really could do so much shit with Ron if they like in this Mandalorian if they wanted to. Yeah. And I'm like, that's cool. That's great. I hope that also ties together with all the Mandalorian shit you're trying to build. Why wouldn't it? He loves pillaging old races oh. and getting all their history and shit. <laughs> he does. Oh, he, he, he would love a Darksaber. He would collect the shit out of a Darksaber. He would collect the shit out of a Darksaber. Yeah. He would look really badass holding that saber. Yeah. I guess. That. Uh, uh, yeah, my 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 closing thoughts are: I just hope it doesn't. You are right, Ben, about how like like Andor, like this is a show telling multiple stories. I just don't feel I don't see the connective tissue yet. It right. doesn't feel connected at all. It feels like a bunch of different things are happening, and we'll eventually get to a point where they cross. It doesn't feel natural to me. Sure. Um, but there's still great things about all these episodes. Uh, it's yeah. not every episode has value for sure. I love the introduction of the amnesty program crap. I think that's so like messed up it's it's operation paperclip that's oh, all we're oh we yeah. didn't even touch on it oh it's one of my favorite things um the peak of the highest mountain in all Coruscant. it's the only place on the planet where you can see the planet that was underneath the city that was awesome what an awesome touch they're that was playing cool. the classic they're playing some classic music from like the first time we go to Coruscant in episode one uh under that like it's a it's a new version but it's the same music melody yeah. that john williams wrote and i was like oh, coruscant this is kind of cool guys yeah. this is kind of good coruscant's <laughs> never looked better like we see like the same like we see like this like the old senate room and like the stairs they used like we saw in the prequels like man like look at that place look at that place it's gone through so many revolutions so much shit has happened oh my gosh yeah i'm a well i I will also, for my fa final thoughts, I will also agree. Go. There are great stuff in all the episodes. Even episode one, while not my favorite, there's still some good stuff in there. Uh, Bad like, baby. Well, not just him, but the dogfighting scene was... That was great. But, unlike, like, once again, Andor, the pieces are separate, but they all affect one another. In some way, shape, or form. Um, whereas with Mandalorian... Everything may may meet at a perpendicular point, but as of right now, all separate storylines are so far apart, it's really hard to see the line that gets them to, to all meet. But once again, 
This is still early. This is episode three. But like Ryan said, we're almost halfway done with this season because we're only getting eight episodes. So there's a lot of room to cover. And part of me is really scared that they're not going to be able to do it. Or at least they're going to do a little bit of it and then set up for more for the next season. While I'm not the biggest fan of that, at the same time, if what I get at the end of season three gets me hyped, it's like, okay, everything in season and earlier season was worth it. I would still say it's a good season, mm-hmm. but as of right now, I would still say it's too late to tell. Um, I will also say I did enjoy myself watching this. I was really excited, but one other thing I want to mention really quick, when we got to the episode of the doctor and I talked to a friend of mine at work, who was also an avid star Wars watcher. He, he and I love chatting about episodes when they come out. He came up to me and said, yo, who was a scientist guy? I don't remember him. <laughs> well, he's in the recap. I can't help you more yeah. than that, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> and I told and I told him, I was like, no, he was in the first season. He was this, the scientist guy. And then he was like, I don't remember. And then he finally did remember. I want the baby. Um, yeah, he was also in the recap. Um, so part of me is like, maybe try to fix, maybe not like, don't bring in characters that only have were in a few scenes. Because obviously this character is, has ideas and he's going to be important farther farther down the line but at the same time a lot of casey casuals they're not going to realize what the heck is going on i disagree i don't think the doctor is going to be important i think he's i think okay. his story yeah, is they scrambled his brain. he's, he's oh, i yeah, think his story is over yeah oh, he's yeah, not right. he's he's out of the picture. yeah i think that's on purpose she Ooh, i love she this is important now god i love the sinister use of the, the ration biscuits too oh the on him to, to get him on board I and then do she's love... eating one as she's watching him melt again oh. like you didn't you didn't watch andor but like there's a there's a really terrible uh, like really scary interrogation scene where they use like oh. this new technology to like to uh uh interrogate people and it drives it's them not... insane and then like the new republic has a version of that but it's like no it's not the same thing it's the same thing <laughs> <laughs> it's even got the same nom you just don't worry no, don't worry about it we're not the empire oh god you have a mon I did like how just like bubbling that guy was you have a mon calamari okay. saying i went through the procedure myself and it was quite pleasant you're gonna uh, see some bright colors you're gonna see all this you're gonna be fine no 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 i, I did like it that. was a trap oh my god that was great <laughs> oh yeah that and was, then it that just closes cool. in on him it's like hmm <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I I truly think the flaw is that we just don't know who she's aligned with. Too many questions, um, and like why she did what she did. Too many that, questions, that, not fun that, questions. That question should have been answered, or at least given, Hinted. even if it's not the full answer, at least given a clear indication of what direction it's going. Because like you could have said it was for Gideon and not told us that like for Gideon also means for Thrawn. Yeah, you could have done that, but like just give us a point of like why this was happening. And I think that would have solved a lot of the problems with this episode, because I don't think it's a bad thing that the doctors want and done. I don't think it's a bad thing that we used him because in one way, it's also kind of saying like, Hey, that cloning thing, we're kind of done with it in the way you thought we were. Yeah. Um, and I don't think that's a bad thing either. Um, so I'm pretty positive on that. Uh, we didn't touch on it that much, but Bo-Katan ship is awesome. Oh, it, it might uh, be my favorite Star Wars ship. super well from Clone Wars, as Hell Ryan yeah. pointed out to me off screen. Uh, oh, it looks yeah. great. Love it in the dogfight at the top of episode three. Freaking love that great, ship. Great, again, multiple great dogfights this, this season so far. Uh, uh, always looks good. The volume always makes space look really cool. Love it. Uh, Forrest, any final thoughts on Mando season three? <laughs> you know, overall... I agree with most of the stuff that was said here. Um, I'm really hoping that the show kind of gets a better direction where it's heading. But mm-hmm. that being said, even looking back in every episode, I wasn't bored. I was interested in what was going on. And I was kind of 
really kind of engaged on where the, where are we going with this? And I wasn't bored with all the stuff, even with the doctor. You know, I did mm-hmm. think it was interesting. I do wish I had other stuff mm-hmm. that I could be seeing because this is the Mandalorian show, but I'm not bored. Yeah. And I'm definitely going to be looking forward to the next one. And I just got to say, the special effects, even though the special effects of the whole show have been good, so far, just from the three episodes, the special effects have been immaculately better, which yeah. is saying, really saying something. Especially, I will, I, sorry, go ahead. No, no, Finish no. your thought. I was just going to say the, the monster that came out of the lake in the yes. first episode, there were frames where I looked at it and I'm like, the, the CGI has gotten so good. I could actually believe that. Actually, I don't know. Maybe parts of it were practical. Yeah. Maybe parts of it were CGI. I don't. I can't tell anymore. It looked great. It's getting to that point. I will say that there were some shots, not many, but a few on Coruscant that looked pretty rough. Yeah. Uh, and especially <laughs> compared to Andor, where everything looked immaculate and they built sets. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the, it was really like only a couple. I think the one that stands out to me is when the doctor, they're like showing the shot of the doctor after they jump off the train and they're like showing the background behind him. And I'm like, that just looks fake. That just looks like a fake wall <laughs> of like blurry background stuff. Like it, it just looked bad. There were a couple and it, it doesn't like take you out of the show, but definitely like when they're in, uh, uh, the undermines of Mandalore and it's just like two people walking in a giant empty corridor and I'm like no oh, I can do you know yeah those are people on a green screen or like they're there yeah. <laughs> that's a big empty uh, I felt a lot of that like Ant-Man and the Wasp like you can just tell sometimes I'm like yeah those are just people in a room yeah just to, just to clarify I was talking mainly about the monster effects <laughs> <not> sure <laughs> not yeah, yeah, like yeah, the yeah. Sets. no 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 but you brought it up and I it made me think of it because I didn't want to spotlight that I thought Coruscant sure, looked yeah. good, pretty good most of the time and then occasionally like Ooh. <laughs> that, that cyborg monster looked awesome. Yeah, it did. His it did. bio eye loved it. Uh much to, to Forrest's point, like sometimes when the big the big mech suit body was walking, I was like, I don't is that a Phil Tippett real? Yeah. I really yeah. don't know. <laughs> yeah. It uh, kind of moves like one. Uh at the end, when like when you see his final form and he has like the little it turns out basically uh John Carpenter's the thing where the little head grows spider legs, and I was like, that's what it was. Yeah, that hundred percent. I knew that's that. That's I felt it. That uh, second episode had so many good like other horror movies. It like, was really spooky. Yeah, uh, it was really good. Uh, I again like I love that the, that that like the show can be as big and bombastic as it wants. There's a part of me that wishes it felt just like a comic book, and it's like you know it could have a bigger story, but it's just a lot of fun monster stuff. Yeah. Um, and there is a Mandalorian comic book, y'all. But guess what? It's just retelling the show. It's literally beat for beat retelling the show because the first issue is on Marvel Unlimited. And I'm like, this could have been an opportunity to tell side stories and just have fun. Well, that'll be a really important point for people when it gets to like the book of both that time period and then they can just read the comic. Um, <laughs> oh, God. I, uh, a, a last thought. I am really excited to explore the Mandalore stuff. And I'm also really excited to explore all this political strife that they're setting up for this time period, whether it's on Coruscant or it's in the Outer Rim. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm really like really like what's on the table here i just hope that like what's on the table here has enough to feast on and ends up being a satisfying meal yeah yeah and if you want your episodes to be an hour long because like that first episode is like 30 minutes and then this, the third was like an hour and i'm like mandalorian's never for, been consistent with their time i know but i just like i wish you were <laughs> i just wish you were i don't know no the this last andor was andor was consistent yes it was yeah consistently hot Consistently yeah. hot. Last of Us also had hour and a half episodes. Right. They were and never then, short. That's true. It, it, <laughs> it, it would dip down to like 48 at the at the lowest. Yeah, that's a... Listen, you got the 22 standard, the 44 with commercials. Listen, give me... I just, give me yeah, a like 48 to, and then an hour and a half. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a, that's a lot of meat. 
Speaking of uh, meat, uh, uh, Ben, do you want to? <laughs> <laughs> Here, I can I can do do some wrap. We all did final. We did all did final thoughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. did. Okay, cool, beautiful. Uh, yeah, just touching on that. We just recently finished our discussion on Fake Nerds Watch here on The Last of Us, which was a great show that maybe Ben will watch in the year twenty twenty. Hey, y'all! If you um, want to watch a show about Pedro Pascal escorting a young one across <laughs> across a place, watch The Last of Us. <laughs> it's it's really good. It's incredible. Believe the hype. I, I, you can't overhype it. It's good. Honestly. Yeah. The Last of Us is an incredible show. Yeah. I hope Ben watches it before the end of the year. Um, it's got nine months. And uh, that is what we're doing on Fake Nurse Watch. Plus, Brandon's doing uh, Picard over there with Cookie. Uh, that's going real well, to my understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, on the Fake Nerd podcast feed, we are, at the time that this is, is coming out, either about to or have already talked about Shazam! Fury of the Gods. Shazam! And then after Shazam. that, we are talking about John Wick chapter four oh. so get excited friends there's a lot of movie stuff going on right oh, now Oh, the hype um right around this time though i'm really genuinely at this moment unsure of when it comes out uh the real score will have launched so look out for that that is a new show where we talk about film scores uh hosted by brandon myself and our friend jeremy Vellucci, who does the music for these episodes um, a real musician uh Ben, you've got some Basement Arcade pause menu that's come out recently, and you've got another one in the pipeline coming up soon. You just oh, did a better. conversation about the 3DS, and then you've got another one coming out. Better yet, at the time of this recording, I recorded another one this morning. So I got Ooh, two in the that. pipeline. Oh, yeah, look at that dude. consistent scheduling. Like every r- Roughly every two weeks, Ben's got a new pause menu that'll come out. So Hell yeah. uh, that's going real good. Um, expect a quarterly from us soon. We're at, wrapping up March. So yeah. oh my God. that'll be happening as well. Oh, oh my God. God, March is almost over. Madness. Oh, God. I know. It's wild. Um, sometime in the near future, probably hopefully soon, you're going to be seeing our Fake Nerds Awards categories for voting. So please go do that because we are having our Fake Nerds Awards again. Um, it's going to be a really great time. So check all that out. There's a lot of stuff. Check it all out here on the channel. Check out our Twitter to get all the information about what we're doing. Uh, you can find me um, just trying to keep everything afloat right now at Sparks Witty on Instagram and Twitter, S-P-A-R-K-Z Witty. You can find me keeping things afloat in the living waters with a mythosaur mm-hmm. at DJ Tony Snark 616. You can find me just taking breathing out of both nostrils, not taking breathing for um, both nostrils ever for granted ever again at Ben Magnet 27 on Instagram. Twitter, what? I'm sorry. Try that again, man. <laughs> can you re roll um, the dice on that one? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've had a cold for the past few days. It's hard to breathe out of my nose. It sucks. I got can't it, breathe. It. It's understood. I just want to breathe normal. I won't take it for granted ever again. That's what I'm trying to say. At BenMagna27. <laughs> At BenMagna27 on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. You also find me right for Old School Gamer Magazine, Fusion Gaming Magazine, and GoNintendo.com. Fantastic. And Forrest, where can people find you? People can find me just vibing on Instagram at Forrest35mm. Wow, that's his real Instagram. There you go, everybody. <laughs> All right, we'll catch you next time. Until then, uh, hopefully we'll be back with more Mandalorian, maybe in two episodes, maybe in three. We're not in 100% sure. Kind of depends how those episodes go, but we'll be back with Brandon right here at Fake Nerds Watch. So until then, stay fake nerds. Hey, hey!